Hi, this is Sky, and you are listening to Look Up. I'm here. So this episode is called The Forbidden, and it's just going to lead you into when and how Sky, me, got forbidden, done the forbidden, seen the forbidden, you know, and so I decided to call it The Forbidden because a lot of Arab girls today do a lot of forbidden things, things that are not looked upon in the neighborhood or in the community or within our families, against our culture, against the religion. And so tracing back or picking back from the last episode, we're talking about Sky. I met him. I fell in love with him. He gave me the attention. He taught me things gave me some guidance, street guidance, you know, love, my hormone, my first kiss. I was all over the place. I didn't know what to do. Also, I was afraid. I picked him only because I was afraid that my dad at one point was going to be like, all right, it's time for you to go to Yemen, about to get married. And the family feud, you know, um, the fighting feeling disconnected with my siblings, the resentment with the family because, you know, I didn't belong. Parents divorced, remarried, had kids, started building their own thing. And I'm like, what about me? Right? Not let alone that you wasn't even listening to me. And, you know, questions I had, you wasn't even there to help me. So I started resenting you. I started resenting my siblings because they were too young to understand what I was going through. Started resenting their family. So there was a lot of family feud. I felt bullied at home. You know, I, I, my dad, the community, I was gaining weight. I was this chubby little Arab girl. And school, my appearance in school, people were just looking at me crazy, except for this boy, you know. And when I say this boy, he was young, right? He was like maybe, what, 19, 20? So let's just say young man. And when I say the forbidden, as an Arab girl, as a Muslim girl, we were not allowed to date. There was no such thing, even the thought of sex. Boys, girl, please, if you want to live, we couldn't even have school friends. And they were classmates. And on top of that, the boy I fell in love with, he wasn't even an Arab boy. He was a black boy, an African-American boy from Brooklyn, New York. And I met this boy on the D train. So he filled that void, right? He accepted me. He gave me the attention that I needed. I would ask him questions. And he would actually teach me. And back then, understanding how to ride the train and reading the map, that was crucial. That was teaching me. How to maneuver in school, he was teaching me. You know, guiding me. When I felt threatened, he would guide me in how to, like, self, you know, defend myself. You know, when I was being teased, he was giving me comebacks, you know, and, 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 mama, and, and mama jokes and stuff like that. And also, my hormones were kicking in. So the way he touched me, the way he looked at me, the little things that he bought me, the food, the pizza, the after the school, picking me up to go to home. He basically was my first, my first on everything, my first love, my first kiss. I was infatuated with this guy. And I was so afraid that he was like this biggest secret. So in addition to that, I, I felt like I was lying, right? I had to hide this secret. I was afraid, you know, Baba's gonna find out. It's either he's gonna kill me or he's going to send me to Yemen. But because he's in America, he can't kill me. So guess what? He's going to send me back home so that what? He can marry me off. And that should happen. I hit 16 years old. Dad found out. 
dad shipped me back home. And when he found out and how he found out, we're going to get to that because it was a little, little cray cray. And it was really hard for my dad to instill the religious and the home quote unquote Arab values. The expectation of my dad and the household that they had set for me was too high. I didn't even understand it, to be frank. I used to fucking hate that shit. And, you know, if I couldn't make tea, if I couldn't clean the dishes, and if I couldn't do this, and I couldn't help take care of my siblings and my step-siblings, you know, I, it was just like, Susan, 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 Susan. Um, it was at a point where I didn't have a sounding board. I didn't have anyone that could just have my back. And my poor stepmother, she she looked out for me. She tried her best with my dad, but he was hard-headed. He was adamant. It was his way or the highway. And as I got older, he got tougher. And I always felt like his friends, you know, and family, they just felt like, like they just was against me. My mom's side, her husband was all over the place, you know, and my mom was just trying to maintain her relationship with him and, and, and the children that she had by him. That in some ways I just was like a servant, you know, help, serve, give this, do that, do this, come home, be, you know, don't have him catch you outside by yourself, you know, come home before. It was all these rules and it was just based on fear, fear, fear. You don't want your stepfather to be all up in your business, but then you don't want your dad to find out anything of your business. So I didn't have that woman to woman, mom to mom um, relationship where I felt like I can trust and they had my back because let alone answering the questions, how can you defend me if you couldn't even answer my questions? So my dad was just always threatening me. You're going to Yemen. You act like this. You're going to Yemen. You act out. I'm going, sending you Yemen. I'm sending you to Yemen. I'm sending you to Yemen. I, I grew up like, yo, I make one false move. I fart. I'm going to go to fucking Yemen. And I resented him. I started to hate him. He and I just, it became hostile, you know. He lost trust in me. I lost in trust in him. And as a parent, I feel like he lost like he lost that control of me. And it gave him rage. And as he was in rage, I was in resentment. And I was, it was just a back and forth thing. Like it was just me and him clashing. He would come home from school. I mean, come home from work. And I'm, 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 I'm there from school. I'm over here stuttering because I'm trying to remember, right? So... I'll be home on the phone, like talking to one of my friends and he would come in and he would be just be enraged because he wants to know what time that I got home and did I get home exactly at 4.30. And then he would automatically take the phone and just start wilding. And it would be like, yo, every single movement I made around you, you hated me. And so as I got older, I was just like, yo, fuck this shit. I can't do this anymore. And my only sounding board was the forbidden. It was the black boy that I fell in love with whom never yelled at me, never screamed at me, was just there for me and hugged me and picked me up in the morning from the train station and took me to school. And mind you, that was a ninth grade. I was a 10th grader there where I'm still trying to figure out how I can belong. At home, I didn't belong. At, at school, I didn't belong. I couldn't hang out, so I didn't know if I even belonged in the playground. Um, you know, I couldn't be outside and hanging out in front of the, you know, on the block because I wasn't allowed, so therefore I can't even say it. Did I belong or I didn't belong? And I'm sure like a few a few people that know me who are probably listening to this, you know, to this audiobook slash podcast are going to be like, yeah, I remember. You know, I remember that I couldn't go out and I couldn't go to birthday parties and I couldn't go to after school and I couldn't do a lot of things. They were my friends only in school and it, and it only picked up when I showed up at school from junior high school and high school. So I'm not saying that this is more like the like the abuse but it was the cultural norm in my home. And this is how dads sustained and controlled their daughters to avoid problems and, and, and regrets and, 
and 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 um, frustrations and beatings and all of that stuff, right? So they had to instill this fear in their daughters, right? And so that's exactly what happened. And I'm a person, you know, to this date that I question and I come at you and I come to you and be like, yo, you wrong, you know, like, nah, explain to me. I don't understand. Help me help you. And, you know, this is a very, very hype topic for me, right? Because this is the, the, the forbidden. It takes you from the transition. And then you now you're going to be like, oh, Sky was no joke. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I packed up my bags and I said, I'm out. And I ran away. 16, 17 year old ran away. I was out. I took a little bag, put a little bit of things in there. I found my passport, my social security card, my school ID, my immunization card. I don't know why I had it, but I had it. And I left with just a, a jumper on, sneakers, and my hair in a ponytail. And I left a tape, if I remember, correctly to, for my sister telling her that I love her so much and I'm coming back for her. And I ran away and I did not look back. And I think that's when everything rattled my home. My dad was going crazy. My mom was going crazy. Dad had missing persons all around Brooklyn just looking for me, looking for me, looking for me. Had no clue where I was, who I was with. You know, a week goes, two weeks. Now I'm getting scared. Now I'm worried, you know. Somehow, some way, my dad found out. And next thing you know, they come knocking on this door, looking for me. And I looked over to my savior, someone that I'm forever to this day humbled to, his mama. And I said to her, I don't want to go. I'm, 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 my dad's going to marry me off. And she was just like, you could stay. If that's what your fear is about, then stay. But you gotta go to school. You gotta you gotta do what you have to do because you're a young girl and you just can't just like kick your life to the curb. You know, I know you love my son and my son's gonna be there for you, but you gotta handle your business. Six months later, I get caught. Cops get me, son. I'm in the precinct. Father comes in there mad social workers, ACS, everybody wants to get involved right now, right? So it's not, not only if my dad is angry, I embarrassed him. The Arab community is already talking their shit. Um, so far, so, so, so far I gave up on my religion and my culture. And what's also fucking crazy, I was labeled as a fucking whore. Yes, I sound angry, right? Who wouldn't be angry? You listen to this podcast right now, you listen to me telling you my story. This is some real shit. And then guess what? Guess where the fuck I was when I hit 16 years old? I was in motherfucking Yemen. Three, four days later, my dad booked a ticket and was like, you out of here. My heart shattered. I'm on an 18 flight, connecting flight to Yemen. I'm there. I'm looking around like, oh shit, I'm never coming back home. This is never gonna happen. <laughs> I'm done. The love of my life who, 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 who was there for me when I needed him, I'm never gonna see him again. And all I had was my ID, school ID, my immunization card, my, my social security card, and my um, um, birth certificate. No passport, no nothing. So the forbidden is telling you, and this is just snaps, this is snippets, this is snippets, this is me reiterating a story, this is me flipping through my pages of my journey. I was angry because yet I still can't be heard. I'm back home in Yemen and nobody want to hear me. Everybody knew 
she ran away. The disgrace. I was looking at them and they were looking at me. And all they did was just look at me in shame. Just head down, people different, family acting different, looking at me different, thinking different. And all I'm thinking to myself, like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. So I'm sneaking up, I'm looking, I'm looking to how I can call him. How can I call the forbidden? How can I call him? How can he get me out of here? How can I get out of here? 30 days, I'm looking, I'm begging, I'm crying. So something came to me. A thought came to me. How can I get out of here? You know? So my cousin helped me. She's a little girl. And I said to her, come, 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 help me, help me. I need to get to the American embassy. She's like, okay. So we figured it out. I'm talking, I'm talking. I go to the store. I talk to people at the store. I got the hijab on. Everything's covered up. I find the number. Somebody slips me the number. Boom, boom, boom. I get the number. And then I call them. I left a message. And I'm like, hi, I'm Sky. I'm 16. My dad brought me here. I'm an American citizen. He has my passport. I need to get back to America. I didn't ask to be here. I need to get back to America. This is my social number. This is my address. This is my mom's name. This is everything. This is my identity. This is where I went to school. X, Y, and Z. W, X, Y, and Z. I'm just telling them. A couple of days later, boom, they come. I got United States Army coming in there, coming to get me. Two days later, I'm in JFK. Three days later, I'm with who? The Forbidden. Parents going crazy. Dad's getting into trouble. Mom's into trouble. The community's on the uproar, right? They're like, how the F? Oh, I can curse on this. How the fuck did this girl get here? And that's when Sky, me, I had a revolution inside. I didn't know my answers. I got to find these answers by myself. I had to think fast. I had to think quick. I had to figure it out. I lost a lot. You know, did I choose the forbidden? Or was I the forbidden? Was my wrongdoings forbidden? Or was it even wrong? Since a little girl, all I asked was simple questions. And I couldn't get those answers answers to those questions. I came to them. I begged to them. I asked them. I could not meet the expectations of the society that was embedded for me, was written out for me. I lived in a world that was open, modern, and but yet not accepting. And I had to break through those boundaries. So 16, 17, I'm with the forbidden. I'm the girlfriend, I'm living on my own. But that's when my dad said goodbye. I lost a big chunk of me, a big part of me, because I refused to follow and take a path of the quote-unquote forbidden was there something that I can say you know what please do what I did no did I have the guidance or mentor to come and sit down with me to have a conversation about falling in love and the attention the guidance the fears the family feuds you know the reasoning behind the dating and the no sex were my answers and was the answers I was looking for answered no everything was hostile everything was chaotic how can you be logic how can you bring logic into chaos when I grew up in chaos and it started when I asked the first simple question. So me telling you this fruit part of my journey, 
the true essence, the foundation of who I am today. Fast forward from forbidden and ongoing. So this is a journey. We flipped through the pages. I reiterated my story within this, what, 16 minutes, 17 minute block. And welcome aboard. I'm glad you enjoyed this excursion. I'm going to see you on the next one. Peace.